Get him stopped. Get him stopped. God and Moses both in a sidecar did not drive a sprint car with a thousand horsepower. I swear to God, he done a double somersault backwards. My car will go past wide open. Uh, my 50,000 came in a Twinkie box. You know, I get my jollies off over looking at a nice car wash. You know, he's going to crash your shit, but he's still, he's still got great stories. Oh, they disappeared. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Inflated your old ball sack and you just freaking let it eat. It's all goddamn assholes and elbows, and if you ain't right, they'll send your ass to the rear. Hello again, everyone. My name is Ross Weiss, and welcome to Open Red, the official podcast of the Ward of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series and the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series presented by Toyota. A little bit different show this week as we're going to bring in you two guests, but it's a really cool week with, with the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series as we're getting ready to wrap up the season, have an incredibly close title fight between Cannon McIntosh and Jade Avedisian in the Drivers' Championships. We have both of them joining us on the show today. Got the chance just last week to spend the morning sit down with each of them separately uh, at the Millbridge Speedway out here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area as they both live in Mooresville now, uh, just up the road from from Millbridge. And uh, really cool to get the chance to, to talk to them since they're both here local. But we're going to talk about the seasons they've they've had so far, what their outlook is as we get ready to go to Port City and I-44 I to wrap up this extreme season this year. Uh, so first up, here's Cannon McIntosh. He's 11 points back of Jade Avedizzi and three races to go. So let's press play on Cannon McIntosh here on Open Red. situation we'll start off with a broad one you got three races left and you're 11 points back on jade what's it gonna what's it gonna take to run her down and win this thing yeah um you know it's obviously been a fight all year uh we were in a really good spot about midway through the year uh and then i just uh, we just started to have our struggles and uh, our setbacks for sure and now's kind of the time where it's do or die um you know, but I I'd really just try to go into it not thinking about it much. Um, there's obviously just three races to go run, and I I feel like the best way to go about it is just go in, go in and and just try to win and uh, just treat each night uh, like another race and uh, have basically have a fresh fresh mindset every night and uh, just try to do the best I can each night. Now, it's kind of you know, been a back and forth with you and Jade all year. What can you tell me about her as a fellow competitor sharing the racetrack with her? Yeah, you know, I feel like early in the year um, I felt comfortable and I I really, uh, you know, she was struggling and I felt like we were doing really good and then it kind of switched and she's been, she had been really good and uh, I was struggling and now it's kind of we're like back and forth, you know, one of us, one of us will struggle and one of us will do good and it's just like every night is different and um, you know, she's always going to push the limit and run it hard. And, uh, that's one thing you got to know is like, uh, she has, she has a lot of fights. So, um, and she's obviously very talented. So, uh, lots of speed, uh, she can make out of the car. And, uh, you know, I feel like when we both have a good car under us, we, we can put up a really good race. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun going to these last three and just, just kind of just going to have fun and race. So we'll talk about these racetracks we've got coming up. You're originally from... Oklahoma how cool is it to in this thing at two places that you've got a lot of laps at yeah it'd be cool for me uh yeah I feel like every time we went to Port City where I grew up racing um every time we go in a midget it seems like I have bad luck and just uh whether it's an engine failure or getting into a lap car leading uh just seems like I usually have a setback for that but uh I think 
um, I don't know. I feel good about it this year. Uh, it'd be cool to do it on home turf and and uh, just yeah, just in the championship right there at home and in front of my family and uh, probably some friends as well. So um, it'll be special for me to to, to go home and, and and finish it off there. Now let's talk you know specifically what's it take for a guy to be successful. We'll we'll we'll, we'll start with Port City, but super small, super tight, cozy confines. You're, you know, you kind of are never away from other cars when you're racing there, but what's it take for a guy to get around there? Yeah. Um, I think, well, for one, it's, uh, it's obviously going to be 55 laps. Um, you got to take that into consideration. Uh, it's a long race. So, um, you have that. And then obviously you have, you know, 22 cars jammed onto a really small bull ring. Uh, so you just, I mean, you, you want to be aggressive, but you have to be smart about it at the same time um, and, and not make a mistake getting yourself in trouble because it's it's really easy to do in places like that. Uh, you know, one one misstep and it's over. So, um, you know, and usually I feel like that it has a big curb uh, that you got to be smart with. You know, running a curb for 50 laps is never easy. So between that um, and just lap traffic, there's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. So um, I think the biggest thing is is just i don't know keeping your eyes a little ahead of the radiator and and uh just just not getting yourself into trouble and then the other track i-44 you got a win there last year uh at the end of the season here with the extreme series what a uh, little bit higher speed there but what's it take to go good around 44 i feel like that place usually has some some character um usually you see it kind of choppy cars bouncing around um but i feel like i've always been good on places like that I, I think we've won there or I've won there a few times now um, just when it's rough cowboy up so and I Jade and I won the last two races there last year so um, obviously it's gonna she's gonna be hard to beat and and I feel like I'm good there as well so it's gonna be a good battle um, and it's you I, I feel like it that place always puts on a really really good race uh, just back and forth uh, one guy you know jumps through the hole wrong and another guy gets off really good and um, just I feel like I've had some really good races there so I'm I'm excited to, to go there and run the last two there now with you know we've gone through all this knowledge you have of these two places does do you think that gives you a leg up on Jade at all for how many laps you got around both these joints um you know I hope so I feel like it's I've ran a lot of races there whether it's a micro or a midget and uh, I feel like I I know what to expect but at the same time you know we go to new places all the time and and uh you know you see her do well so and she's been there as well. She's won there. So I think she, she kind of knows what to do. But it definitely helps having extra laps. But, you know, you never know. With with a driver that good, they, they usually figure it out pretty easy. Let's talk about your year as a whole. You started off pretty strong. Wins at Ducoin, I-55, a sweep here at, at, at Millbridge. Um, but then you, you set yourself kind of a weird summer, kind of a slump, kind of kept quietly killing them with consistency, top tens or so. But how, how would you grade your year as a whole? Uh. At first, I was I would say it was you know, B plus. We were doing doing good. Um, I would have liked to be a little better, uh, but we were at least winning races. Um, and then it's kind of just you know fallen down um, to a D plus at this point. So uh, yeah, just just overall performance hasn't been good. Um, you know whether it's been me um, or just the team effort. So uh, definitely some work to do to dig myself out of a hole here for these last three nights. Um, but you know, it's I'm I'm thankful to to be in the position to still be uh, in the title fight. You know, as as bad as it seemed, we're, I'm still right there. You know, and it seemed so much worse than that. So, um, the fact that we're still in the battle, um, you know, says a lot, and and I still have a chance to go do it. So, uh, looking forward to it, and I I'm gonna make the most of it for sure.
I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about sweeping here at Millbridge while we're sitting here at, at Millbridge, but midgets here are quite a spectacle. Things happen pretty fast. Tell me about that uh, that weekend sweep here back in May. Yeah, going into it, I was I was excited. Uh, we had, I had already picked off quite a few micro wins here. Uh, spent pretty much every week here, whether it was um, working on the cars or, or driving them. Uh, yeah, so I was I was I felt like I was ready for it. I knew my game plan of how I was going to attack that weekend um, on the track, and um, really everything I felt like I was going to do, I did, and and it went just to plan. Um, and it just I don't know, everything felt kind of in a flow like it just I felt good with every move I made um and just the track like I felt good up against the cushion there uh, and just really I don't really feel like I made much mistakes that weekend so uh to be able to come here and then win both those nights was really cool um and just yeah it, it helped us in the points at, at that time too um and just really that's where we started to uh extend our point lead and um Definitely had a lot of confidence at that point going into this these two nights, and then obviously winning was a huge confidence booster. Um, but obviously now haven't won an extreme race since, uh, and it's been kind of a dry streak. So uh, it'd be cool to go back to Oklahoma and and kind of cut that and in, in, in that dry that dry spell. Then last question, and we'll we'll leave leave it with this: What would it mean to you to win the extreme championship this year? It would be it would be huge for me. Um, you know, I've I've been running midgets for a little while now um you know we've built a team up from from the ground and and uh now we're in a title fight with with some really good teams so um yeah for me to 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 have the opportunity to opportunity to to go win a national championship is, is pretty cool uh, you know and also leading another championship uh for me you know I, there's been times where i could have won other championships where i where I've chose to run a bigger race instead and, and not done it. But, you know, this year I've, I've committed to, to doing these or this championship. And then now I'm still in a good spot in the other one as well. So for me, I feel like there's been a lot of work throughout my career. Um, and just, I don't know, I really, this whole season to not give up and, and still be in this position. Um, it'll, it'll be, it'll definitely pay off to, to be able to look back and see what we, what we've gone through this whole year. Um, and to be able to stick it out at the end and, and win a championship would be pretty unreal. We'll move from our first interview now to our second interview of the week here on Open Red. The driver that Cannon is chasing for the Extreme Outlaw Championship this year, Jade Avedisian. Again, she's up by 11 points on Cannon, three races to go. So here's Jade Avedisian now on Open Red. All right, so we'll we'll start off with a broad one, but you got an 11 point gap on Cannon here with three races to go. What's it going to take to hold him off? Uh, just be super smart. Um, obviously, it's uh, going to be point for point from you know qualifying good to get out of your heat race, and uh, every spot matters in the feature. So, uh, like I said, we're just going to have to be super smart and uh, take what we can get, and uh, just not take ourselves out of it. Uh, if we can, you know, if the worst we can get is fifth, and Instead of trying to go for the win and DNF, uh, we're just probably going to have to run fifth. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different mindset going to this weekend, but um, I feel like we can have a shot at it. 
Tell me about Cannon as a as a fellow competitor. Uh, I think I think Cannon's a really good kid. I was actually just at breakfast with him this morning. So um, if I if I don't win it, you know, I don't think there's a better kid to win it. Uh, he's super good on the racetrack and even off the racetrack. He's such a good kid. So uh, we work out with him almost every single day at TBC. So uh, we're with him a lot, and um, I just I think the kid's really good as well. Port City and I-44 on tap here to end this thing. You got to win at I-44 last year. T- tell me about these two racetracks, what it takes to be successful at each of them. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. Um, I feel like Port City, we ran there this year, and uh, I felt like we had really good pace, but just it's super small, so it's easy to get caught up in stuff. I got caught up in two wrecks this year earlier in this year, so we're just going to have to be super smart there and uh, not put ourselves in bad positions. And then uh, going into I-44, I uh, feel Feel pretty good going into it. Uh, before last year, before we won, I probably would have said different. Um, I think we didn't run inside the top 10 ever until we won. So um, just kind of knowing that we won there last year and it's going to be like one year apart from it, um, I feel pretty good going into it. Now, Cannon, being from Oklahoma originally, do you feel like he has any kind of advantage over, over, over you with so many laps he has at these places growing up? Yeah, I think so a little bit, um, especially Port City. You know, he grew up there. Uh, running micros and he's been there a lot in the midget as well so um, it's gonna be super tough um, no doubt about it and but I just know I'm gonna have a good car under me all weekend and I just got to do my job as well. Let's talk about your year as a whole kind of grade for me how you think this uh, 2023 season's gone for you so far? Uh, It's been a lot of ups and downs uh, but for the most part you know getting five wins this year and having two last year uh, is obviously a lot of progress three extra wins um we still have three more shots this weekend, but uh, but no, it's been really good um, to work with Keith and Pete and uh, Jarrett, Caleb Tanner, and everyone else at Keith Gaines Motorsports. It's been really good. So uh, I feel like we gave a, a gave away a few wins uh, from me putting myself in a bad position or DNFing or just uh, me making mistakes. But I feel like overall it's been pretty good. You mentioned Keith, Pete, Jarrett, all the KKM guys. You started new with that team at the beginning of this year. Taking back to the beginning of the year, what's that process been like for you of getting kind of acclimated with those guys and the way they do things and run a race team? Yeah, it was uh, when I was trying to decide over the winter uh, what was going to be best for me. Um, I knew KKM was just really good. Uh, the amount of years they've been doing it and the notebooks they have uh, is obviously unbelievable. But uh, for myself, looking at it, uh, like I said, in the winter, uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to be uh, just because I ran the same car all year long and uh, you know, you don't get practice. You just go the first weekend and head to coin and uh, kind of hope for the best. So I was a little bit nervous going into it uh, just because I wasn't sure how fast I was going to get comfortable in it. Um, and then, you know, leaving to coin with going fourth the first night and then winning the second night was kind of just set the bar really high for the rest of the season. So, uh, so far, it's been really good, though. You, you mentioned before we started this interview about the, the, the points deal maybe being a little bit stressful. How do you manage the the mental side of the the sport is as well when it comes to things like that. Yeah, it's going to be super stressful, uh, especially when you're the gap's only 11 so far. So it's going to be point to point, and uh, we just got to, you know, not let the pressure get to us and uh, just kind of act like it's another race and just kind of keep reminding myself uh, during the features that just don't push it too hard. And uh, obviously if I have to push it, I will. But uh, for the most part, just make sure, you know, we – finish all the races and finish with a good position. So, um, you know, the team does a really good job to keep everyone calm. And uh, I know Jared's going to be ready and uh, just try to do the best we can. Your career, while, while still pretty young behind the wheel, you've had a lot of firsts and you know, a lot of that first female two stats. 
have kind of followed you. There's been a lot of talk about the potential first female to win a national midget championship. Do you let yourself think about any of that, or is it just head down, race to race? Uh, yeah, just head down, race to race. Um, I think it's definitely cool, uh, but I don't put much thought into it, honestly. I think everyone just wants to win, and uh, my goal is no different than anyone else. Uh, we want to win and uh, lead laps and hopefully win a championship. Uh, but I do think it's really cool if uh, girls come up to me from the track or up at me to the track and uh, – kind of for or for them to say that they are or that I inspire them to start racing uh, is definitely a really cool feeling uh, just because you know there's kind of no other feelings when someone tells you that but uh, for the most part I don't put much thought into it and I just want to win races. Lastly then I'll leave this this is the same question I, I asked Cannon for the last one at the end of his interview but what would it mean to get the deal done to win this extreme championship this year? Uh, it would mean the world to me uh, not only me but my team uh, the amount of hard work and countless hours they put in uh, to, you know, provide very fast one toy racing 71s is uh, unreal. And uh, especially when, you know, the championships all year, ra- all year round, um, it's one thing to go win races, but it's just a lot different thing to win a championship from being consistent all year. And, uh, you know, you have to be almost perfect every single night to win these things. So uh, I think it's just uh, super rewarding if we can. sounding marking the final two minutes of the open red flag conditions well that's going to do it for us this week here on open red thanks to every one of you for listening a few housekeeping notes before we wrap it up this week please do not forget to rate review and follow open red on whatever platform you were listening to it on so drop a few stars leave a comment hit that follow button that really helps push the show into the feeds of people who aren't subscribed to the show and listening every week yet Don't forget to follow the World of Outlaws and the Extreme Outlaw Midgets on social media across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's accounts there to follow one or both series everywhere. If you have suggestions for guests on the show, don't forget to tweet me at Raw Suisse and use that hashtag OpenRed anytime you have a thought on the show or a note to get to me as well. Again, thanks everybody for listening. That's going to do it this week. We'll see you next time on OpenRed. Hashtag OpenRed.